Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another week of the Rec Poker Podcast. I'm glad to be here hosting because uh, our one and only Steve Fredlin, unfortunately, couldn't be here. You're stuck with Canadian Steve. I'm Jim Reed calling in from Coburg, Ontario. And I'd like to thank Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack and Casino. And of course, Website Amp and the one and only Mark Frashant. Um, uh, I've got a few things to tease. I think we'll I mean, it's too much to really get into pre-flop, <laughs> so we'll talk about most of that at the end. Why don't I just introduce the panel here, and then we can get to know our guests. So, uh, panel, who's going first tonight? Well, I'm Chris Jones. You can find me 5B5 on Twitter or 5x5 on uh, Poker Stars and everywhere else, pretty much. I am John Somsky. I am Poker Geek MN everywhere. And tonight I have a quote by Kathy Letterer. The cardinal sin of po- in poker... Worse than playing dead cards, worse even than figuring your odds incorrectly, is becoming emotionally involved. And I'm Rob Washam, and I'm Rabman50, almost everywhere. And when it comes to luck, R.E. Shea says, depend on the rabbit's foot if you will. But remember, it didn't work for the rabbit. <laughs> Good words to live by. Thanks, Rob. Um, so I'm pleased to be joined this week by AJ Rudolph from Poker Power. Um, we've got some friends in common. We've got a lot of plans in common. And so uh, we got connected on Twitter, um, that great connection device that we all love so much and sometimes hate. Uh, and so had to make it happen. So AJ, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm AJ Rudolph. I am the program manager um, at Poker Power, and um, you can find me on Twitter, AJ Rudolph23. So nice. And how did you get involved with uh, Poker Power? And uh, can you tell us a little bit about sort of what drew you to it and your role with them right now? Sure, absolutely. So my background is actually um, in software development. Um, that's what I've done for most of my career. Um, and, but I've played poker for over 15 years, really just with friends. Um, my husband and I started playing together. We play in a group that's, um, some couples, um, and you know, that group has stuck together and played together to this day. Um, although mostly we, we played virtually over quarantine and, um, through that group, um, I made a friend, uh, named Sarah Stefan and she, um, was found by this company called Peak Six Investments. And they were starting this company, Poker Power, and needed to find a female poker teacher. They found her. Um, she's also a Chicago public school teacher. So um, she fit very well into this. And um, she started off being our first teacher. And then as things were starting to roll along, she's like, okay, we need more people. AJ, you want to come teach for Poker Power? <laughs> So um, I was like, sure, I'll do that in my spare time. Um, that sounds great. I mean, it sounded like such a, a, a great organization that aligns so much with, with me. And um, so I came on part-time in that regard um, and just, you know, started uh, teaching some Sundays and going to people's basements and, and kitchen tables to teach um, girls how to play poker. Um, and then once we got into um, into lockdown and quarantine, and um, we had to switch to everything virtually, things really ramped up for us. And mm-hmm. I decided to come on full time at that point. Nice. That's a story that is kind of familiar for us as well. When John agreed to be our online home games director, we were doing two online home games a month. 
And now we do a little over 40 a month, John, I think if yeah. I'm doing the math correctly. And that that was a pivot around the same time, of course. People found that that social experience was no longer available, um, playing live, learning live. Can you talk a little bit about, so, because I'm curious about this. So what did, what did that training, that coaching look like in the live arena? And then how did you adjust that to doing it online? Sure. Um, I mean, we were, we were pretty, you know, low key and just like, let's get the basics down when we were um, live. Um, We had, we had a curriculum then, but it wasn't um, quite uh, to the point where it is now. So, you know, we just had literally high school and college girls sitting around a table because that's where we started. We started really with, with younger girls um, to teach them these skills before they got into their careers and decided what they wanted to do with their life. Uh, and, you know, so it was really just them sitting around a table and we're walking them through cause they had never played before. Maybe some had played with their family. Um, and that's most of our students even today. So, um, you know, we really teach from the basics from the ground up. So it was, it was just sitting them around teaching them what the flop, the turn in the river is <laughs> teaching them the hand rankings and that sort of thing. Um, however, we have come a long way since then. Yeah. And you've got a goal to teach uh, a million girls to play poker. Is that, uh, a, is that a correct way of putting it? And uh, yes, girls and, or, or women in general, um, yes. those who identify as women. Yes, um, we do. And it's a very, very lofty goal. Um, but we believe in this um, quite a bit because um, we, we think that poker teaches skills that are really important in your life. Um, you know, as, as you all know, it's a very, um, critical thinking game. There's a lot of decision-making, um, risk assessment, capital allocation. There's all these things you can actually learn from poker. Um, and you know, poker kind of gets a bad connotation and, you know, I, I mean, it really does. And, and in fact, it's a, a game very similar to chess that you can use to build um, a lot of skills. And the reason it spoke so much to me with poker power is I worked in male dominated fields. Um, I'm a better negotiator than a lot of my female friends. You know, I, I take some risks with my career. I've asked for jobs that I wasn't necessarily qualified for. You know, it's like those stretch jobs where you're like, I think I can do this if I really buckle down. Um, But a lot of women won't do that and won't ask for that in their career. So they're not leveling up as quickly as possible. And I truly uh, think that a lot of that came from me playing poker and really trying to learn the game. Mm. Mm. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, John, do you have a question? I see you're unmuted there. Oh, I just forgot to mute myself. Actually, oh. <laughs> but I'll I'll jump in with the obvious question coming from me. I'm also a uh, in the tech world. I'm a computer programmer. What is your tech background? Quality assurance. Mm. Ah, so you make it. I try to break it. <laughs> nice. That's actually my background, but in uh, home renovations and uh, in construction, I'm the guy that comes in and tells everybody what they did wrong. <laughs> they nice. can do it better next nice. time. Yeah, it, I think it has a good coaching element. To be honest with you, you kind of need to have that kind of critical analysis and that way to find the edges and and to find those ways to exploit. Exactly, I totally agree with that, Chris. Yeah, I, I mean, I, was, I I love what you're saying. I love, I mean, I love everything about sort of like the idea of risk analysis, the idea of leadership training, the decision making, all of these things. I think poker can contribute to. But but you mentioned it yourself. There is this sort of like stigma to poker, right? In, in some circles, and I'm wondering about the challenges of like 
um, if you can talk about how you overcome the challenges of sort of selling a program like this, whether it's uh, to youth or to people in sort of the business world who maybe like poker, isn't that for like degenerates and cowboys and like what, how, like talk about how that, how that plays out and how, how you kind of overcome that. Yeah, it's interesting. We do hear plenty of that where they're like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, just in talking through it, a lot of people get it. Uh, and once they, you know, get on a call with us and we explain it to them, a lot of people get it. But, uh, you know, we have had people who are just not even going to touch it with a 10 foot pole because they, the stereotypes and the stigma attached to poker, which is really unfortunate. You know, that's certainly, we're, we're not, we're not even necessarily trying to make professional poker players with what we do. What we're trying to do is, you know, somebody, if they're going through our program and we have 12 weeks of, of lessons, um, starting from, I don't know anything about poker all the way, um, up through the 12th lesson, if they can get through our lessons and take something they learned and apply that to their career, one of the biggest things that we hear from, from a lot of our women is, you know what? I negotiated myself this huge promotion. And I don't think I would have done that without the, the teachings from you all. And that makes us so happy. And that makes a successful person um, going through our program. So, you know, that's really our outcome and our goal. And I think when people hear that, they, they get it, but there is, I mean, it is, it's an uphill battle and it's a, it's a fight um, sometimes to, you know, especially with big companies, when we're trying to to work with them, it's actually easier for us to work with some mid-sized companies because um, when you get up to the bigger companies, and we are working with some, which is great. You know, there's some that that still get it and they want to invest in the women in their company. So we come in and teach their women's networks. Um, but but yeah, we have to we have to do a lot of explaining. And one of the things we do too is you know we don't play for money. We want the women to be able to just learn. So you know nothing we do is for money. Um, we, we run community games as well, um, where it's just our community playing against each other. And, you know, it's completely free. We run them several times a day and it's for practice. And we like to say, you know, this is, you know, you're, you're committing your time, but you're not committing any of your money. And it's a, it's a safe place for you to fail. So you can try these things over and over again. You can fail here so that when you practice them in real, um, life in a, in a salary negotiation or something like that, you've got it down and you're not blowing your dream career. I was curious, um, you kind of answered it in in your explanation from the last question, but where do you get the people that you are training? I mean, uh, are women just walking in and say, hey, I want to learn how to play poker. How do they find you? It sounds like you're doing some corporate things with, uh, so you must be reaching out to different uh, corporations and looking to train their women. But I I always kind of thought it was maybe a, a more of an organic thing that people that wanted to play poker just went out and found you. So how does that work? So it has been very organic thus far. Um, we do have some people that are just individuals that come to our website and sign up for, for lessons with us. Um, we have groups that start the first um, of every month. So um, they start and you sign up in four weeks at a time. Um, we find that signing up for 12 can be like, ah, I don't know if I can really do 12. Okay, I'll sign up for four. And then they're like, 
Oh, okay. I'll keep going. Um, so, so they do come and sign up that way. Uh, but then we work with, with corporations as well. And we work directly with them and their women's networks. Um, but a lot of uh, who comes to us is word of mouth, because as soon as you go through the program and you get it and you love it, then you tell all your friends, which is great. So um, we've had, we've had repeat um, clients that way and just people coming to us because, you know, their friend uh, did it at Morningstar um, company in, in Chicago that works with us and, and raved about it. So now they want their company to do it. Um, and it is a fun way to, to do things. You know, there, I mean, <laughs> how many HR you know, leadership or, or whatever, um, programs have you gone through? It's like, I'm going to click through this thing and this is really boring. This is a fun way to learn things. So, <laughs> well, we're all about fun ways to learn things here at Rec Poker. That's for sure. Um, can you give me a couple examples of what one of those workshops or sort of one of those courses or like how, how that, how uh, someone in that corporate environment might experience that? Absolutely. So our lessons are weekly. Um, it's just one hour weekly. Um, we are very, very hands-on. We make sure that there um, is one of our instructors. We do we do usually bigger groups, um, anywhere from like 30 to 50 up to 100 um, in, in a group. And the group goes through the, the lesson portion, um, you know, initially all together. We do everything on Zoom right now. Um, although we are starting to do a little bit, I've been, I've started flying around to do some kickoffs um, and do the cool. live portion to kick things off and actually get them playing with chips and cards. And then they roll into virtual after that. Um, so that's been fun um, to be able to go back and start doing a little bit of that again. Um, but mostly it's, it's all held on Zoom. They go through the first half of the, the hour is talking through, you know, the actual parts of poker that you need to learn. But we equate that also and make sure we talk about the examples in real life, um, mm. you know, and how you can equate this to your to your career. Um, all of our instructors are female because I think the female perspective is not something you can learn. You have to have experienced it. So, um, and at the poker table, it, it is a different experience. Um, I was actually playing the MSPT, um, mm. in Iowa back oh, in yeah. July and I, I got sat at the same table as one of my friends and he walked away from the table later and he was like, it's really interesting to see how people interact with you at the poker table. They don't interact with me like that. <laughs> so that was, that was interesting to see that from his perspective. Um, but that's why all of our, our instructors are female poker players. And, um, you know, we, we back to the hands-on part, the second half of the half hour, we throw everybody into the app and we go into breakout rooms and we have one instructor per breakout room. So, um, it's a full table and they are literally walking through, you know, making sure, you know, you're, you're raising here, making sure that you, that your um, betting and raising amounts are correct. You know, don't bet 20 chips into a $2,000 pot, like, you know, things like that really, really talking them through and, and being hands-on, uh, because that's so important. If they're confused and they don't know what's going on, then they're not coming back. So, um, that's one of the things we do quite differently, I think. Hmm. And I would like to talk more about that experience at the table, because mm -hmm. I think, um, cause we, we talk on the show a bit about how beginner players at the table often don't feel comfortable no matter who they are. And then there's this whole other dimension of on discomfort, uh, particularly for women players. 
And uh, can you speak a little, you have a lot more experience with people that are experiencing that than I do. So can you speak a little too bit like what that's generally like or some ways that it presents itself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's been, it's been interesting now that we have been able to get back to playing live poker um, to see what the hurdles are with our community to doing that. Um, I remember the first time I walked into a live poker room and I had no idea what I was doing and I was terrified and I didn't know that you have to go, um, you know, sign up on this list, but you actually have to pay over here. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, I, I this is what is happening. Yeah, <laughs> and, me too. The first time I went into a poker right. room, right. Um, you know, cause you, you just don't know what you don't know. And, um, so for, for a lot of our women, um, you know, it's, it's that same feeling like everybody has, but you walk in and it's a whole room full of men too. And so that makes it even more intimidating. I think a little bit, um, you know, and nobody wants to look stupid. <laughs> like They don't know what they're doing. Um, so we, we've actually found, um, that we've been taking little groups to go play, um, places and mm-hmm. that handholding experience is, is really key. They're like, okay, there's a familiar face and they're going to tell me what to do to get over that hurdle. And that's been, that's been successful, um, you know, to get women to do that because one of the things too, like we can't play in a bubble, you know, we, we we're teaching the women to play with other women and that's a great place to learn and, and try it out. Um, but you know, when you walk into the boardroom, it's not just a bunch of women, you know, you're going to have to, to, you know, learn how to play with the men too. And there's, that's another level of anxiety you need to get over with and, you know, hurdle that you need to overcome and build that confidence. Um, so I think it's important to, to make sure that, um, once we teach, we're, we're moving them up the levels, um, and building that skill also. Kind of speaking of of growing that skill level, and and what um, when I first became aware of poker power was one of your instructors, uh, is it Kina or is it Kina? Is it Kina? Yep. Okay, Kina uh, had a really deep run in the WPT, and one of the things I really uh, it was exciting and it was really thrilling that that she was doing that. But I think one of the things that I really took note of was the power of the rail that she kind of had that vi- virtual rail. And I'm wondering if you can talk about, um, you know, like some experience with that and what it's like, sort of like as your community grows, like the, the, the sort of cheering each other on and sort of growing that, that sort of natural base of like cheering for each other to sort of succeed. That was so much fun. We all had a blast (laughs) cheering her on. Um, Sarah, who I mentioned earlier, once she made the final table, Sarah flew out there um, to, to, to physically be there also, but all of us were just, I mean, yeah, Twitter blew up and (laughs) we were, we were cheering her on from afar and I had actually just left Vegas. So I missed it by about um, four or five days. I'm like, ah, (laughs) Um, but, but it is, I mean, one of the one of the most important things I think about what we do is a sense of community. Poker in general has a sense of community, right? Um, and so building building that community um, with the women where where they can feel that also, um, I think is really, really important and have someone to cheer them on. Um, it's unfortunate sometimes that that, you know, and and I kind of had this happen where, you know, people are not kind in comments sometimes. And and I've had it happen too. Like when I was playing the MSPT, 
MSPT retweeted me and somebody said, I hope they, that I go out on the bubble. Mm. Like, what, what is that? <laughs> you know? And it, it's just like, okay, we don't need that. Let's build each other up and let's all cheer each other on, you know, and, you know, and, and make this a, a community where we all can appreciate what we're doing and make our way to the top together. So it's a so competitive that, sport, of course. Be competitive. Like that's why we're all here. We're competitive. Well, you know, I and so I, didn't even, I didn't even know her, but like just just seeing that all of that on there, it's like I was definitely just like, yeah, go, go, go. Cause it was just such a it was such a positive vibe. And it was it was really well, I it, thought it was a really yeah. exciting thing. Yeah. It brings energy to the poker community too, you know. And that was three women at that final table. That's amazing. So that was really that was really fun to to see that happen. So, you know, and we always say, I mean, I think as a community, there's talk of like, how do we create another poker boom? And you know, there was an article recently, and I can't I can't remember who did it, but was talking about one of those ways is maybe we get more women to play and, and that will help help grow things as well. So. Yep. Absolutely. John? Uh, what, what is it about the combination of uh, women and poker that makes this a compelling thing? You know, why, why poker and why focusing on women in particular? So um, we were founded by a woman named Jenny Just. She's also the the founder of Peak Six Investments. And this really is her baby. And she finds it really important to bring more women into leadership. And um, Peak Six is an investment firm. And if you know anything about traders, you know, they also play poker. Um, And so so that really fits well for this company. Um, and so it it was a natural tie-in for her to try to bring more women into leadership, um, in this way because of the skills that poker teaches. And it's, you know, it, it clicked for her one day. Um, the, the reason we actually started was her daughter, um, was playing tennis and, um, apparently she was not strategically thinking about her opponent. Like she wasn't playing as if she was playing against somebody who is, is strategically thinking about how to beat her and um, her and her husband uh, were talking about it. And he said, we need to teach her how to play poker. And that was the light bulb for a minute. They kind of brushed off and then went, wait a minute, I think we have something here. Uh, So it really blossomed from there. Um, But this is, this is really important to her to, to make sure that more women are uh, CEOs and in the C-suite and at the boardroom table, Uh, you know, our tagline is flip the table. And and we mean that truly. And let's bring more women to poker. And by doing so, let's bring more women um, into leadership positions. You know, it's, it, it may not be the only answer to doing that, but we feel like it's an answer to doing that. And it seems to be resonating with a lot of women. Well, that's a lot of messages that our regular listeners will be very used to hearing because we we talk all the time about the value of a positive community, about being competitive, but also being respectful, about having fun and still wanting to win, and how poker is a great mirror for life and a training ground for life. And certainly when it comes to things like negotiation and, uh, you know, as you say, allocation and risk and that sort of thing. And it, And it's hard to learn those kind of lessons um, what am I trying to say <laughs> in a way that sticks with, right. with, without having like, you know, true cost associated with it. And so having these like 
play money home games. Like we do, I, like I mentioned earlier, we do a ton of play money home games here. And they're one of the places where I think our members have a lot of fun because they're very active in the chat and enjoying each other's company. Um, but they're also playing very seriously um, and trying to get better and making the mistakes that they're going to make, but being more prepared when they get to the the higher stakes, the the real stuff that that's not where you want to be making the mistakes, whether it's in the boardroom or on the poker table, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Make mistakes uh, in the play money games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I see we got uh, Kim Petvet Kilroy is here. I'm going to give her the option to uh, join just in case I know we had invited her. This is one of our Wrecking Crew members who also hosts a uh, monthly poker empowerment uh, group here, which also sort of focuses on the role of uh, particularly women in the land of poker in the world. Oh, of I poker. love that. Yeah. So one of the things that, and I'll give Kim a chance to sort of get, a, get uh, acclimatized here, but we also feel that tension between being a positive experience, being a positive and encouraging poker learning community, but also training for the real world where not everyone is positive and there are, you know, jerks and um, <laughs> worse. <laughs> this isn't a PG rated podcast, but nevertheless, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I mean, how do you, A, how do you resolve that tension when you're working just with other women um, to prepare them for that? And then B, how you talked about sort of like the familiar face, the handholding experience. If we see women at the table as men, when we're playing, how can we actively make them feel more comfortable or signal to them that we are someone that at least can be thought of as a friend and not a, a foe in that way? That, those are great questions. Um, so to the first one, um, Oh, I forgot the first one already. <laughs> the, the, it was, the it was, it was, was more, to, yeah. Well, the first one was just more about like, um, how do you sort of like prepare women when you're working only with women in the, in this encouraging positive experience, uh, how do you sort of like prepare them for that other than just making them more comfortable with poker, I guess. Right. So, I mean, we all know you have to have a thick skin to play in poker too. Um, and women aren't always nice. <laughs> so, so, there, you know, there is that. Um, and, and it is a supportive community, certainly. Um, but, you know, it doesn't, it, it does build thick skin, I think a little bit, even when you're playing, like, it doesn't always feel great to get bluffed, you know, you're like, ah, okay. But it teaches you something. And, and every time, you know, it teaches you something. So that's important. Um, and that's, that is one of the reasons why it's like, we're, we're teaching you here in this safe environment, but you need to go out and, and also play in the real world. Because like you said, everybody's not always nice in the real world. So um, build up that thick skin and, and get out there. Uh, and then when you do go play in the real world, um, we were actually just talking about this with a group the other day in that it's okay to go sit at the table and be like, Hey, it's my first time. <laughs> and if somebody sits down and says that, um, you know, I think it's awesome when, when guys are like, Hey, you know, it, if you want any advice, you know, these are some of the, the things you need to worry about in live poker. Um, and, and just even a like, Hey, welcome to the table. I think that makes a big difference. And, you know, as opposed to, you know, not saying anything or, or whatever, um, you know, most of the time I felt very welcomed at the poker table and, and people are nice and, and chatting and, and, you know, that's, that's a great thing about poker. It's a social game also. So, um, just, just that much, I think is really helpful as a woman sits down. Yeah. And I think most rec poker, uh, listeners are going to 
not really tolerate a lot of abuse at the table, no matter who it's directed to. Um, so, right. but it's, but it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's just something to be thoughtful about how we, how can we all kind of just make that, make that space as comfortable as, as possible. Yeah. That to say, not to assume that it is her first time, um, but if right. she says so, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Well, yes, because I, I mean, of course, we see people calibrating too far that other way as well, right. and sort of like infantilizing people, and that's obviously not very helpful right. for anybody either. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, we are trying to find other ways to sort of recreate that social experience of it. Um, Cause we, like I said, we play a lot of home games and on Tuesday nights, we have this online play and hang where uh, the players that are playing in the home game can also join a zoom call on a panel like this and kind of enjoy each other's company and yuck it up a little bit. Um, you, you also kind of transitioned from having that live social experience into doing it more online what what kind of ways have you tried to reproduce that aspect of it or like or what success have you had like with zoom or, or other things like that to to recreate that a little so we do encourage everyone to put their cameras on um i think that's really important so you're not just um talking to people or playing with people with a black screen you know mm-hmm. that makes it far less social uh and and part of poker is reading people and you can't you know you can't read somebody's expressions or, or tells if they're, um, you know, have their camera off. Um, and it's certainly harder over zoom than to, uh, you know, to pick up on some of that stuff. Um, but it does, it makes it more social and it makes it feel more like you're all sitting in the same room, at least if you have your camera on in that way. And we, we encourage discussion and, you know, fun ribbing and, and, you know, that sort of thing as well. So. (laughs) And, um, from, uh, uh, strategy question. This is sort of like a meta live question here. Um, there's a lot of conversation now. We're going to be doing a rec poker house down in Vegas for the WSOP. I know you guys are going down there as well, and you've got some plans. Um, well, actually, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your plans for WSOP first, and then we can get into that after. Sure. So um, most of our teachers are going to be there. Um, most of our students are probably not. <laughs> As I said, we teach beginner poker. So this is maybe a step too far just now. There's a couple that said they would come and, you know, spectate with us and come and meet us and that sort of thing. Um, If we can get a couple playing, that would be amazing. But, you know, this is this is up here. And so let's play some regular live poker first. Uh, but we, a lot of us will be there, um, during the ladies event. Um, I plan on playing, um, the millionaire maker. Mm. Um, and then assuming I'm not still in that playing the ladies event on Monday, (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, so yeah, a lot of us plan to be there around that time. Um, we will be, uh, the women's poker association is going to have a booth. Um, we actually have a partnership with them and so we'll be joining them in their booth. Please come and say hi, uh, as we're there. Uh, so we're, we're doing some work together there and, um, doing some giveaways and just talking about more about what we do and how, and how men can support us too. Hmm. Um, they have a program called the purple tie guy, which is just kind of a, Hey, you know, I support women in poker and, and no harassment and that sort of thing. And, um, so that's a great, great place for men to start. Uh, so we'll be working with that. And, um, then I know a fair amount of us are coming back for, um, the main event. I don't know if any of our teachers are playing the main event or if we're all just trying to satellite in, we'll see (laughs) see what, (laughs) what November looks like, but a lot of us will be there, um, that first week of November as well. 
Nice. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of rec poker uh, members and listeners are also kind of straddling that line between beginner player, uh, you know, amateur novice, and then, you know, serious recreational player. And uh, I know we've got a few members that are coming down playing in a couple of bracelet events, a couple others that are going to be down there uh, playing in, you know, the dailies and some other stuff like that. Um, if anybody wants to join, uh, you can go to rec.poker slash road trips and you can find out details about the house there. Um, I'm going to get in touch with AJ and some other folks over at Poker Power and see if we can do some event maybe uh, together and, and join streams when it comes to uh, sharing this uh, awesome message with the world. Love it. Yeah, we'll definitely have to meet up there. Yeah, perfect. Um, so, uh, so we're both playing in the Millionaire Maker. So my strategy question to you is what day one and how many bullets? Uh, I am going to fire one bullet. And uh, I am going to play the Saturday day one. Mm, mm-hmm. So we actually have um, an event, a live event uh, for um, a company in New York City on the Friday. So I will be going to that and flying then directly to Vegas. I so see. I, I see. Good choice. Saturday. All right. But you might be a little tired. So if I end up at your table, I'm going to know you were You're crushing that New York presentation the night before. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, that one right. bullet Saturday is a popular choice. I am hearing that. So. Yeah, rest of the world do with that well? what you will i think so yeah i think so i really i mean yes yes i think that's probably what we're doing although i kind of feel like it's such a weird tournament like don't you want to give yourself another bullet like just i i don't know we're gonna we're gonna see how this whole thing shakes out right. <laughs> i'm getting some good reactions from the <laughs> but then why even play it in the first place is it is it plus EV in the first place Chris, opine on this. You're looking as though you've got something to say about this. No? Okay, fine. Fair enough. All right. You all just leave me out here to dry. All right. (laughs) Well, um, thank you so much, AJ. I appreciate this. I have something to say. Oh, yeah. Jump in there, Kim. Oh, might have a little lag here. I'm sure I'm very laggy. A terrible internet here at the (laughs) wellness retreat. Ah. Um, Is the plus EV about you or about me? Or about the other guys? Who's the plus? Who's plus EV and who's not? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, good question. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be results oriented when it comes to the millionaire maker. I think. <laughs> All right. Well, AJ, please um, tell the, our listeners where they can find you, where they can engage with Poker Power, and how they can learn more and get more involved. Absolutely. Um, so if you know anyone who wants to take lessons, um, if there's women in your life, um, or you are one of those women who want to take lessons with us, um, pokerpower.com. Um, like I said, we have lessons that start at the beginning of every month. Um, and then you can also find us on socials, join poker power. And, um, as I said, my Twitter is AJ Rudolph 23. Right on. Well, uh, here, Kim, did you have something else there? Yeah, I, maybe you covered this earlier. I just wondered why the name changed from Poker Power to Poker Power. That is a great question. We're actually in the middle of that change right now um, for a couple of different reasons. Um, one, we wanted to make sure um, that we were more inclusive um, and some people do not identify um, with the her pronoun. Um, our mission hasn't changed. We really um, are still teaching um, those who identify as women. Um, and it also helps um, with misspellings and people finding us easier. So, um, all of those, all of those things, um, and you'll see that change happening over the next few weeks. Okay. 
right? Uh, as rec poker's uh, gotten bigger, it's it's become one of those things we have to be a little more conscious and thoughtful about too. Is well, we actually do want people to be able to find us. So maybe we right. should <laughs> you know, uh, be be more thoughtful about that. That's the price of success. So good good for you that yeah. that's the kind of problem you have to uh, you have to engage with right now. Congratulations! Absolutely, thank you, and thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No, it was it was a good conversation. Um, looking forward to our next uh, our next chat. Maybe it'll be in Vegas. Maybe we'll have you back on here sometime soon. Great, thanks so much. All right. Well, we'll hear from our friend uh, Jonathan Little, and then we'll pick this up on the other end. Have you ever wondered whether you should call a preflop raise or three bet instead? What do you do when you have a flush draw? Do you raise it or do you just call? What do you do with ace king when you miss the flop? Are you tired of guessing about what the right play is with your particular hand? Well, my name is Jonathan Little, and I am a two-time World Poker Tour champion and creator of PokerCoaching.com, where we offer over a thousand interactive hand quizzes where you play a hand and then get real-time feedback from our world-class pros. Don't guess, and don't stress. Just register for your free account at PokerCoaching.com slash RecPoker right now. There you go. Uh, PokerCoaching.com slash RecPoker, folks. Please do go and check it out. And uh, he is going to give you all your money back if you don't think it was worth every penny. What do you have to lose? So big thanks to uh, AJ and uh, everyone over at Poker Power. We could have spoken for longer, but uh, uh, we'll just have to save that for another time. Um, any thoughts on the guest or the conversation or um, how Steve just does this stuff better? Yeah, I think, well, he obviously does, but that's another thing. <laughs> <But> anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't want to see her across the table from me, I don't think. She mm. seems she seems very um sure of herself, very, you know, just really focused on what she's doing and what they're doing. So that's not really the kind of player you want to play against, right? Good you want point. to play against somebody who's on their phone, you know, <laughs> watching YouTube videos and not paying attention. She seems like she'd be very focused and very uh ready to do battle. So I just, I don't want to see her at my table. <laughs> it'd be fun to have her there to talk to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I agree. And I mean, if you look at their, their list of instructors um, is really impressive. Their advisory board is, is, I mean, it's like, it's amazing. Um, I mean, this is, this is a, a, you know, a pretty amazing organization. So it was fun to, fun to learn more about it from her. Yeah. It's like, uh, don't just because people teach beginners, don't, uh, don't, don't, uh, don't close them out. <laughs> exactly. I think, uh, I think they know what they're talking about over there. Yeah. And I think it also goes to show just how much, it, how things that you learn in poker can extrapolate to other areas, how, you know, the skills about understanding probabilities, just the fact the little amount that people really understand probabilities mm. in the real world is just astounding. Uh, and this can help out a lot. It helps out competition. I mean, you're forced to be in competition. You cannot play co poker cooperatively, at least not legally. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Except those tag team events, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. But it's true. We, uh, you know, we learn together, but we do compete alone. Uh, and that is part of one of the things about poker that I like as well. Um, but you definitely get better uh, learning together. I know we say that all the time, but it's true. So speaking of which, talking about uh, Rec Poker membership land, um, this is going to come out on 
September 28th, the Tuesday. If you are an eager beaver and you hear this within the first uh, 24 to 36 hours, you can join us for the community Q&A on Wednesday, the 29th. That's uh, free for any Rec Poker community member. It's just going to be Steve and I and whoever here on the panel wants to join us uh, hanging out at the usual time slot on Wednesday, 630 Central. It's one of those wacky months with five Wednesdays. So we had to come up with something wacky and wonderful to do without a book study or a focus or an aura. And this was just a good chance to talk to our community members who don't get uh, the same kind of FaceTime as our premium members do. Find out ways we can maybe work on some live events in their area. Uh, maybe some ways we can make the website better for them, uh, start some new groups, take our premium membership in a different direction, whatever it is that people are interested in doing, that's what we're interested in talking about. So if you are one of those folks, all it takes is an email and a smile, go to rec.poker and sign up for a free community account there, and then hang out with Steve and I and whoever else wants to show up at 630 Central on Wednesday, the 29th. Uh, but that is just one little drop in the ocean of what goes on at Rec Poker. Why don't we start with John Somsky in the home games? Yes. Uh, I had to double check to make sure I wasn't still muted. Otherwise, <laughs> I was going to be pulling a Somsky. Uh, so for the nightly events, uh, B Chip, Charles Allen won his first mm. nightly event. Congrats. Stewie 13, Stuart Carriage. Yes. How do you pronounce his last name, Kim? I've been going with carriage. Carriage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's carriage. All right. Okay. He won uh, the, this is in the wrong section here. He won the Tournament of Champions. Wow. And got the coveted Look silver at pin. Look at that gorgeous thing. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, then Rec Poker Steve. What? Steve Fredlin got his what? third nightly victory for wow. the year. Wow. All right. Let the big and dog eat. E. Anderson, yeah, this was a skill game. I didn't know it was just a luck box thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe it. That, well, that must have been the night there were like two entries, right? <laughs> and one of the other one lost power. Well, they say that poker is a game of both skill and luck. And whenever Steve wins, it pr proves that there is some luck in the game. Good yeah, point. Right? Good point. And Good whenever point. Chris wins, it proves that there is some skill in the game. We need that kind of balance. That. We need that kind of balance. Exactly. That's, yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. All right. Nice. All right. Then we have Swedish Fishy 77. <laughs> Got his second daily victory of the year. Evil Roy CA. Yes. David Westerveld. Got his fifth nightly victory wow. of the year Dave, dave's been on gone. fire recently and i know he recently came across some new study materials and i like to think that the two events are associated with each other we'll just see dave let me know don't be a stranger <laughs> and then of course we have none other than fergie 56 kim Kilroy. Oh eight eight nightly victory eight nightly good number. Wow. It's a good well, number. and you know what is interesting to me is last year Kim had zero nightly victory wins. Really? So she, uh, but she has just taken off this year. <laughs> you know, I thought, well, I thought it was kind of strange because she was way too good of a player not to have any victories. And now I think she might be getting a little ahead of herself. <laughs> down a little Give some other people a chance. <laughs> All right. Then uh, mixed events. M Babker, Michael Babker. Nice. Got his daily mixed victory. First one. And then. International events, we had Megra 44, Doug Brabeck. Doug, back in the winner's circle. For the year. And 
B Chip Charles Allen oh. also wow. got wow. another victory on his first That's international. A new name to me and a, and two two mm-hmm. victories in the same week. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. As far as I haven't checked the spreadsheet, but I believe those are the first two victories. So to come out and get two victories in the same week is pretty impressive. No kidding. Um, then our LPP Sunday event, we had Roadstar 33, Randy Smith Randy. got his first LPP victory. So nice. contact Jim at rec.poker to get your free month at free Learn month poker. Oh yeah. He's in for a treat. And then, of course, we had our very special Heads Up event, and that was won by Obner, Jack. Oh, nice. Way to go, Jack. Yeah, very nice. And I I feel a little bit vindicated. I played him in the second round, and needless to say that I didn't announce my name. (laughs) I didn't. But I feel like because of that, I theoretically could have come in second place. Yeah, I think that's true. That's that's two that's two in a row you could have come in second place in. Oh yeah, Kim, did I you also? Him, I played him in the first <laughs> round. <laughs> there you go. We're both second place. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, John, didn't the victor from last year uh, from the last session also have to beat you to ascend the crown? It was um it was Kelly, wasn't it? Kelly I mean, Stork, yeah. Yes, I think she, so. She won that. Yeah, she beat both of us to take that one. So people are, no one's luck boxing their way into the championship here. It must uh, really suck because I lost to John in the second round. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It played Abner, I think, in the third round. That's right. Well, you know, I was I was just kind of glad because I didn't get a bye the first round, but I did the second. So that kind of evened things out. <laughs> 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 Burn. Do, you, do you remember Marek Madness by any chance? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I seem to remember that Uh-oh. you kind of kicked my butt a little bit there. <laughs> oh, we're one and one. We're one, yep. and one. <laughs> we'll nearly have a rubber match soon. Uh, I yep. love it. I love it. Well, the next heads up match is going to be, is it the third Saturday in December, John? Do I have that right? Something like that. I want to say so. Yes. The third Saturday in September will be our final heads up and we will uh, get the third person who will be participating in Marek Madness. And then Marek Madness will be sometime in the March timeframe with more details to be announced later. We're still figuring all that out. Fantastic. That's going to be so much fun. We had such a great time doing it last year, and I know we're going to introduce the same kind of uh, commentary level. We'll do some Twitch broadcasts. Uh, maybe we can get Ryan the Plant to come back and uh, join us in the booth. We'll have a lot of fun with that. That's going to be great. And also, everyone, just let us know what you think of the Heads Up tournaments. We've had it twice now. I think doing this three times a year is about right. There, Because of the waiting and because it's a shootout, it's a little bit more futsy than mm-hmm. normal tournaments but it seems like uh it gives you good practice playing heads up which you unless you get lucky or are very good you don't get a lot of practice at. <laughs> so you know kind of accelerates that but let us know what you think yeah email john at rec.poker with uh, all your thoughts and, and i usually say that um to generate some uh some some email for some email for john but i, I do mean it literally in this case uh, we l- would love to hear some ways to improve that um uh, yeah, but it's, it, it is a great format and it's the kind of thing that you don't want to be practicing when it matters. Uh, you don't want to be thinking about that kind of shorthanded play for the first time 
add a final table of an event that you're excited about. So come out and join us in this quarterly tournament and get a chance to join uh, folks like Kelly and Jack uh, with the panel for Marek Madness when it comes around. So uh, what else What else is at the top of the list, folks, um, to go over in, in membership land before we wrap it up here? Uh, I'll just mention that uh, we're going to be getting our the final table October seminar coming and Darrow Kearney is going to be giving some feedback and thoughts on hands that are talked about there. And uh, so sign up if you haven't um, in this, this episode will be coming out right before we do it, I think, or maybe we've already done it. I, I get lost in our episode schedules, <laughs> but uh, um, uh, anyway, it's coming up. So it, yeah. either we've done it and, and get yourself in there or, or you're a month ahead. Up. Yeah. In the other case, sign up. The, we'll have a sign up sheet for the next month anyway, and go and uh, check out the forums for that. It is it is a pretty amazing thing we're doing now, getting these this this an analysis layer. Not only does Chris produce this uh, uh, recap, going over several of the hands and points, um, but then getting Daro Carney in here every week or every month rather to lay down his own amazing. Uh, his own amazing video is pretty remarkable. So come uh, join, go to rec.poker. It's $15 a month, but you can get your first month for only five bucks with the code recpoker. And I do encourage you to come join up, not just for the community stuff, but there are a lot of ways that you can, you know, through us meet other very good coaches and trainers and strategic minds that uh, they want to meet you too. And they want to help make uh make the recreational player pool even more informed and, and more fun and able to, uh, to play more and, and enjoy it more. So don't, don't give up on that. Rob. We're doing a book study on uh, modern poker theory by Michael Acevedo. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, sure. Is. Uh, so, so far we've gone through all of the uh, tournament playing first in strategy content. And we just started into the defending so we go first, the play first in, all the positions. Now we're going through the defending, all the positions. We started with the big blind, which is like huge. I mean, there's so much nuance in the big blind. So that's basically what we talked about uh, in our whole last session. Um, so now we're going to be going through the rest of the um the rest of the positions, and it should go quite quite a bit quicker. Probably get through that in our next session, which will be the first. Wednesday of October at 6.30. And then we'll have the next session after that, um, the third Wednesday in October at 6.30. So come and join us. And if you haven't, catch up. You can get the archives on our on the Poker site. They're all there. Come and uh, catch up to where we're at. Obviously, you want to get the book. Uh, but and then catch up to where we're at. You could be jump, jump right in and be right where we're at. That's right. Jump right on board this moving train. And uh, Rob's got all these uh, slides prepared every, uh, every session. And when you're watching the videos, you know, we're constantly referencing the tables and charts and stuff in the books. So uh, it's, it's a book that benefits from having some friends along for the journey. That's, uh, it's a, it's a very detailed <laughs> Um, one of the things that that's coming out of this is some of the people are saying, well, how do I really apply this? Yes. Because it's, it's really about what the solvers say you should do uh, for a GTO solution. And then people are asking, well, how do I actually apply this? So we talk about real life situations where uh, this might apply or this might apply. So it's kind of, 
It's kind of good. I think it, it gives it gives a little substance to the book other than just a whole bunch of theory. Yeah, it's one of the and it's just it's, it's one of the things we do best here, right, Rob? We're not we're not teaching anybody anything. We're just reading something together, talking about it together, and uh, we're all kind of learning together. And even even just forcing yourself to put these things into words instead of just thinking about it yourself, just by the act of sharing, you actually change the way that your brain thinks about this kind of stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. it's 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 just a much easier way to learn. It's more fun too. So one quick note. Um, WSOP is coming up. This is come, this uh, episode will come out at the end of September. There might be some scheduling changes. We might miss an episode or something. Steve and I are going to be down there, up here, switching spots, uh, hosting at the Rec Poker House. This, this gang is going to be down there for parts of it playing and that sort of stuff. Kim's going to be down there. Um, so it, we, keep keep tuned. But we may we may uh, skip an episode or have something come out at a weird time or do some live recordings or something like that. If you have any ideas for ways we could do that that would be more fun, email me Jim at rec.poker. And Kim, just before you jump in, also because Steve isn't here, uh, we gotta arrange him singing "O Canada" while we're down there. So seriously, let's start like a Twitter campaign or something. Um, singing Steve, Steve sings on the strip. I don't know. You guys get inventive. Um, but I've got, there's, there's apparently Chad McVean's talking about some Canada bar, bar Canada, um, Ooh. that's down there on the, on, on up near Fremont. So it's that would be, it's, it's yeah, it's downtown. It's not on the strip. Yes. Right. The I had B heard. casino on Fremont street. Yep. Perfect. So we could do something there. Um, there was some talk about like having the fountain behind them, getting some of the like rockets down there. I don't know what, uh, I want to see is like, so fireworks perhaps, uh, yeah. Paul in the chats saying, yeah, of course we got to get those pink ears on delivery. Um, this is happening people. So listen, uh, there's a very brief window where Steve and I are both in Las Vegas. It's the weekend of the 15th, October 15th. So it's probably going to happen on the 14th, 15th, 16th, something like that. So that is the only, and it has to happen in Las Vegas. That's the only way we are constrained. If you are in Las Vegas and you have access to some cool place or somewhere that, you know, we wouldn't normally be able to go for Steve to sing O Canada and embarrass himself in front of everyone he loves and respects, then reach out to me and let's see if we can make something happen. Um, ben, yeah, seriously, let's, let's make something happen. Okay. Okay. Any other thoughts, Kim? Um, I just wanted to say, and I hope my, I apologize if my internet is not good. Um, I have been host to some amazing women for the uh, empowerment group. And we meet on the second Tuesday of every month. And in, in October, I will be in Vegas and hopefully playing in an event. So I may have to, uh, cancel that one meeting. But if I'm not playing, I'll find an amazing woman to interview down there. <laughs> nice. And just in case there was a little egg there, that's on the second Tuesday of every month at 630 Central. And uh, it's Kim hosts this every month with a different guest, uh, the Poker Empowerment Group. And I think if you enjoyed tonight's podcast, you'd get, find a seat there and enjoy that as well. It's free for anybody. You don't have to be a premium member to join, but you do have to have a free Rec Poker community account just so that we don't have a bunch of jerks bombing the place at the last minute and uh, disrupting the uh, conversations. So um, we want it to just be the right kind of people. 
which is why you have to get a free community account at rec.poker, which I encourage everyone to do. If you have a good attitude and you like learning about poker in a positive and encouraging space, um, come join the team. And I do mean come join the team. Uh, I guess I'll let us go in a second here, but we've had a few new members coming on to the Wrecking Crew lately. And I, I guess I should wait until we've got all their promotional pieces together and stuff so we can shout them out in some detail. But uh, people, go to rec.poker slash crew and just see some of the folks that we're working with, some of the folks that are coming aboard because they want to share their light with Rec Poker Nation and think about if it's something that might be right for you. It's a different platform than our premium membership. Premium membership's more about access to the community and as- accessing some of our learning partners and the other sites that we work with to deliver training material. Um, the Wrecking Crew is more about sharing your story with Rec Poker World and leveraging some of those uh, resources that we have here and becoming an even bigger part of the team here at Rec Poker. So uh, slash crew, check that out. I would like to thank Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino and website AMP, Rob, Kim, Chris, and John, uh, AJ for joining us, Kevin, Martha, and Paul in the chat. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night.